Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. This story is not for the faint of heart, especially if you are afraid of heights. Zoe here with you on Real FM, and I don't know why anyone thinks this is a good idea, but a new enormous Ferris wheel is being built in South Korea that is going to break the record for world's largest Ferris wheel. It's going to be big, and it's going to probably make lots of people very, very uncomfortable because it is not going to have a single supporting spoke. You heard me. It is just a circle in the air, basically. It is going to be called Soul's Twin Eye, and it will stand at 591 feet high. It is going to be 40 feet taller than the Washington Monument. And again, it won't have any spokes in it holding it together. Oh my goodness. In total, the rides will have more than 1,400 people in it, 64 capsules simultaneously going around the circle. You know, it, it's going to be huge. It is about to be built. And all I am thinking is who would go on this? Why would you risk your life? What, what are you doing so high up in the sky? This just sounds like a bad idea. And I, I feel like I'm getting nauseous just thinking about it. As our resident sports ball expert, Kara, I know you're all caught up on uh, yesterday's big football games. Oh, yeah. So I don't need to remind you what happened. I definitely knew there were football games yesterday. Of course you did. (laughs) I know this. But for anyone else who doesn't know Uh and isn't caught up, of course, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs yesterday defeated the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. So the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. Uh huh. And if you haven't heard or you don't know this about me, I'm originally from Northeast Kansas. I grew up a Chiefs fan. Oh, yeah. And for like the first 30 plus years of my life, I wondered if I would ever see (laughs) the Chiefs play in the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yes. And now they're about to play in their fourth in five years. That's incredible. And the thing is, Kara, I've always been a big fan of the underdog. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, like movies like Hoosiers or Rudy or Remember the Titans. the underdog. Don't they? Yes. Or then when there's dynasties in real life, like the uh, New England Patriots and Tom Brady were winning all those Super Bowls. Right. I was the one always cheering for anybody to take them down. <laughs> and now, oh. I'm on the other side. Oh. I'm a Chiefs fan. Man. I'm like, is this what it feels like to join like the evil empire in Star Wars? <laughs> like, <laughs> dun, dun, I know, dun, the Imperial dun, March dun, going, the dun, whole thing. Dun, dun. Oh, I'm sorry. I kind of feel bad. That's sad. But not bad enough to stop rooting for the Chiefs, just to be clear. Right? Welcome to a new segment that I'm calling Adventures in Adulting with Zoe. Hey, my name is Zoe, and I know you're probably going to hear this and think, wow, big whoop de doo Zoe, that is not a big deal. But for me, this was kind of a big deal. I have committed to joining a women's Bible study, and I'm, I'm real with you. I have not been a part of a Bible study in years, so this was a pretty big thing for me to do, especially now in my new stage of life as I'm, you know, like adulting, as this is like an adult thing to do that you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do the things, right? And so I felt like the Holy Spirit was pressuring me like, hey, you probably should do this. You know it's going to be good for you. Spending more time with God, spending some time in fellowship with other women. You know you should do this. And the human side of me was like, but I'm already juggling so many things. I've got a lot on my plate. But of all the things that are on my plate, 
arguably the most important thing that I can possibly have on my plate is spending more time with God, being in his word, praying, being with fellow Christian women to build each other up like that. That should be on my plate. And so as I'm navigating time management as a new adult and all of the things, I know that this is important and I should be doing this. And so that's giving me some comfort as I'm, you know, panicking while trying to buy the correct book and get to the studies on time and just figure it out. I know this is a good step in the right direction for myself. All right, let's be honest. The internet is full of lots of people being very angry about a lot of things. (laughs) That might be an understatement. (laughs) It is an understatement. And so I just feel as if today... I just need to I need to counteract that with some good news okay. that I experienced personally this week in the drive-thru. And again, I feel like this is a place where for some reason people are extraordinarily angry lately yeah, at drive-thru people. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I just need to tell this story, okay? okay? So Friday night was grabbing some dinner for my husband and I at, yeah. a, at a local drive-thru place. And my car, which had been working perfectly fine. All day. Uh No signs of anything. I pull up to the drive-thru window. I pay for my food. He hands me my food. Great. Have a great night. Closes the window. My car, like, just no lights, no camera, no action. It just died. Just died. Everything dead. Right in the middle of the drive-thru lane. Not like a dead battery, because there's usually some lights. Okay. No lights at all. Yeah. But I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, oh, no. I'm in the drive-thru lane. I, this is not a good place blocking, for my car to die. Yeah, blocking a bunch of hungry people <laughs> from is, accessing their food. Oh, no. I was not. <laughs> you never want to be between hungry no, people and their food. It's not a good place to be. And so I was really distressed. Oh, and I was like, I don't even know what to do. Yeah. So I like waited for the guy to open the window back up. You know, he's thinking it's the next person. But he opens the window. I'm like, I'm so sorry. My car just died. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. And he was like, oh, it's all good. You're fine. Don't worry about it. And I was like. Wow, that's really nice. So then he closes the window. I'm like on the phone with my husband. Somebody else comes to the window and they're like, hey, do you want me to like give you a jump with my car? This is another employee of the restaurant. I was like, well, that would be awesome. Then the first guy comes back and he's like, hey, how about my manager and I come out and give you a push? We'll push you. And they're like all so happy about it. And I was like, (laughs) you're being so nice to me. Why are you being so nice to me? I'm blocking your drive-thru. Your people can't even get their food. But I just have to say thank you for being so kind to this distressed, broken down and your drive through blocking your customer's person. Have you ever found yourself with an earworm, a song that is stuck in your head and you just think of it over and over and over again and you want to listen to the song maybe, but you don't know the title of the song. You don't even know who's singing it. You just got those lyrics playing over and over in your head. Well, a funny situation happened on a Spanish-speaking radio station where a caller called into the radio station asking the DJ to play this song that he loves so much. And the DJ, and I really resonated with this DJ, he was like, yeah, of course I I want to play your song. What song is it? And the caller was like, well, I don't know what it's called, but its lyrics go like this. The Reebok or the Nike. And this is all happening in Spanish, by the way. And the DJ goes, the Reebok or the Nike? And the the caller's like, yeah, yeah, those are the lyrics. The Reebok or the Nike. And this DJ is brilliant. I don't know how he did this, but the DJ thinks for a minute, 
plays a bit of a song and says, is this it? Is this what you're looking for? And the caller's like, yes, this is the song. You found the song. I love this song so much. The song was the rhythm of the night. I can't play it, but hopefully you know what I'm talking about. But that's what he was hearing. The Reebok or the Nike, and it's the rhythm of the night. Yeah, I was also laughing hysterically along with the DJ at this revelation and related both to the DJ and both to the caller because I mishear lyrics all the time. One of the things that I've really enjoyed and had the privilege of doing this school year is teaching a Sunday school class for high schoolers and college students at our church. That's so cool. And this semester, we're talking about this fancy theological word, apologetics. Oh, yeah. You may have heard of this word. Yeah. Uh, It sounds like the word apology. (laughs) Actually, apologia in Greek uh, means defense, like a lawyer might give in a courtroom. Yeah. And the idea of this primarily comes from the book of 1 Peter. In chapter 3, verse 15 and 16, it says this, Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting (laughs) for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. Mm. So Peter tells us that we ought to be able to make a defense of our faith, right? And we were talking about this this week uh, at Sunday school, and I was actually kind of reminded of this when I was watching the uh, football games yesterday. I mentioned the Chiefs played yesterday. Watching the game, and I think too often we think of the word defense in this context more like an athletic event, like Mm. a football game. And that's not quite right. Yeah. Like God doesn't need us to defend him oh. like we would a soccer goal right. or an end zone mm. from all the bad guys on the other team, yeah. the pagans and the heathens, <laughs> you know, scoring points on him. Right. Because first of all, God can handle himself. Yes. Right. Doesn't yes. need me to do that for him. For sure. And second, that's just a far more hostile interpretation oh. of all of this than I think what Peter is actually intending. Yeah. Uh, another translation of this verse puts it this way. If someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it and do this in a gentle and respectful way. Mm. So it's not about like dunking on people or winning debates and arguments. It's if someone asks you about your hope, what makes you different? Why are you such a joyful person? Mm. Why are you such a kind person? What Mm. gives you this hope that you have? We should have an answer to that question, Mm. right? We should be able to explain the hope that we have It's all about sharing hope. Mm. I just imagine historians and archaeologists thousands of years from now combing through the dirt, combing through our time that was here and now, and finding random objects and scratching their head, like a fidget spinner or something, and going, what on earth was this for? Well, something similar is happening right now as archaeologists and historians are combing through the dirt, looking through the the ages of history, and they've stumbled across these weird objects everywhere across the old Roman Empire, like even in Belgium and other places. They have no idea what these things are for. It's a 12-sided object that's hollow. So it's 12-sided and each little side is like a hexagon, but it has a circle that is carved out. So you just see a bunch of these empty circles in this 12-sided object. And it's also got these spheres that are attached to each of each of the corners and it's made out of metal. And everyone's scratching their head as they keep finding these all throughout the places like in Britain and Belgium across the Roman Empire. They have no idea if this was some sort of weapon, if it was for a ritual, but it is very similar to a D&D dice. 
Were the Romans fans of D&D? Do you ever feel guilty when you get sick and you have to take time off from being a productive human being? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel that way, mm. even if it's like legitimately sick or even if you're just maybe extra tired. Uh, I had a friend actually text me about this yesterday because she and I share this struggle and she was like, hey, I've, I've been sick. I had to cancel some things and I'm just really struggling with that inwardly. Mm. Um, and I was like, hey, I, I totally get that. And I ran across some really encouraging words on this topic that were good perspective for me um, from KJ Ramsey. She's struggled with chronic illness. Um, and so she knows a lot about this. Yeah. And she said, you know, rest isn't the risk that I once believed it was. The bigger risk is letting restlessness rule me. In all of our rushing and our running, we forget who we are. Most of us need to discover that we will not begin to live more wholly until we practice the courage to do less and prove less. But it's hard to do, you know, when we've spent our whole lives hounded by Satan's temptations to have more hurt less and rule faster. Mm. Nothing is more difficult or more necessary than to relinquish our reaching and just be still. Sometimes rest is the most courageous work of all. I know Anson touched on this story earlier this week on the afternoon show with Kara, but I have to give you the update on the whole Elmo tweet situation. Hey, my name is Zoe, and in case you've been living under a rock like me, Elmo made a tweet and just blew up the internet. Elmo said originally, Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing? And that single tweet, everyone was commenting, liking, sharing, doing all the things, but basically retweeting, uh, we're not doing okay, Elmo, things aren't fine. And this opened up a deeper conversation on like mental health and the state of the world we're in and how things aren't fine. And so Elmo responded, Wow, Elmo is glad he asked. Elmo learned that it is important to ask a friend how they are doing. Elmo will check in again soon, friends. Elmo loves you. And I don't know why, that just gets me in the feels when I read that. I'm just like, oh, I just need to hear that, I guess. All the childhood memories. But anyway, the person behind these tweets, the person running the Elmo Twitter account, I had jokingly told Anson it's probably some poor intern, and it's not. It is actually a young woman of 25 years old, so almost my age. Her name is Chris. Christina, and she was an intern for the Sesame Street company, but now she works full-time on their social media team, and she obviously runs the Elmo account, and she kind of, like, really connects to Elmo. They almost have the same birthday. She even has a pet goldfish named Dorothy. I think she's really a good person to be running the Elmo Twitter account, and she's been responding to all of the craziness that has happened thanks to that tweet. I mean, even the president responded to her tweet. It's just been crazy. And I like what she said, you know, it's a weird place in the world to be right now, so there's a lot of question marks out there. And I just think it's wild that Elmo is the one who is both opening up these conversations and also consoling us with the simple Elmo loves you. We just need to hear that, you know? Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind. Rewind.